Welcome to the Heart Soul Wisdom Podcast, a journey of self-discovery and transformation. Moira Sutton and her amazing guests share real-life stories, tools, and strategies to inspire and empower you to create and live your best life. Come along on the journey and finally blast through any fears, obstacles, and challenges that have held you back in the past so you can live your life with the joy, passion, and happiness that you desire. Now, here's your host, Create the Life You Love Empowerment Life Coach, Moira Sutton. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 39, Discover the Puzzle Pieces to Greater Health and Well-Being, with our very special guest, expert functional medicine doctor, Kylie Burton. Kylie is an expert in functional medicine, and she helps thousands of individuals with seemingly impossible health struggles to find answers, healing, and hope, even if they've been told their labs are normal. Besides helping patients, she teaches practitioners of all backgrounds how they can level up their patient results using her techniques. With so many individuals getting tossed from doctor to doctor and specialist to specialist, Kylie vowed to be different. She would not chalk up someone's health to, oh, it's because you're a mom, or take this antidepressant and you'll feel better. She did not take that advice, but to get different results, she had to think and train herself differently. And we're going to hear about that today. This is healing beyond the diagnosis. So without further ado, I'm thrilled to introduce you to Dr. Kylie Burton. Welcome, Kylie. Thanks for having me. That was a cool intro. Uh, It's going to be fun. You've got so much knowledge. And as I think we just talked briefly before we came on and, you know, I'm in a new community in Nova Scotia and the people are so friendly and they are down Easters. And, you know, they asked me also how, you know, do they think being down here will affect my podcast. And I said, definitely, because just the interaction with them and, and with you, I talked to them about you, that, you know, what you do and that, and they were all so fascinating. They're like, I want to hear that podcast. So, um, so this is going to be perfect. And I know you're going to share from your heart and soul, all of your wisdom and your journey. So this is going to be fun. So I Kylie, yeah. I think, yeah, I'd like to begin with, you know, to tell people then what is functional medicine And really your personal story of how you became interested in this field. So functional medicine, as often as people often refer to it, is finding the root cause. But it's not just finding the root cause, as in you're going to Google what causes migraines and you expect to have one answer. Or what causes heavy, painful periods and expect to have one answer. So finding the root cause, it's, it's more of causes. But in my approach, I'm going to find what's causing your body to create all this chaos. And as we just get your body healthy, the chaos goes away and the symptoms resolve. And people will ask me, well, well, what caused this? It's gone now. I don't know. All I know is that I'm doing what your labs told me to do to get you healthy. And now you are healthy on the inside and Mm -hmm. things just go away. So I can't tell you what's causing it. So the the whole concept of root cause scenario, yes, we're looking for the root cause, but we've got to retrain even that thinking to say, 
what's just going to make my body be in a healthy environment, make my body a healthy environment, and then just watch as I feel better and I have energy and I can read books to my kids or grandkids and take them to the park. So it is root cause type thinking. I just do a little twist on it to make it better. Yeah, I like that. A blood twist work. <laughs> yeah, a blood work twist. Yeah. Yeah. Normal labs, they're my thing because numbers never lie. So let's look at that. Like, first of all, this blood work, you know, I don't like blood work. I guess a lot of people don't. I really don't like needles. But, you know, how how does the lab work that you do, what's different that you do that other people that go to labs and maybe they're told, you know, we get into, they're told everything's normal, but really they're not still feeling that great. They don't know what's happening. What's your advice there? And what do you do that's unique? Well, let's back up to this moment when I was sitting in medical school, I had this patient come in from the community and her migraine at the point was so bad. We had to find like a black blanket to cover the window, turn the lights off. Like even the smallest glimmer of light was too much. And we dimmed the screen on the computer as much as possible And she'd been like this for three or four years. Every MRI test, every CT scan, every blood work, everything that she ever had in her medical records all came out normal. Mm. So I had this decision. She was in her uh, early 50s. And I remember thinking, you know, if I look at her the same way everybody else looks at her, I'm going to get the same results. Mm -hmm. And that's not okay with me. So that was the moment where the light bulb hit. And mm-hmm. I knew that, yes, I I have to finish. I have to do this degree. I have to do what they're saying. And I always joke about, about this with people. But on that day, in fact, that was the day I got suspended in medical school. Really? <laughs> yep. They canned me. Um, they took away my trading rights for a week because I was trying to figure out how am I going to do things differently when scenarios are like this because it's so common how many times do moms feel like crap and they go into their doctors and they get told oh your labs are normal i'll see you back in a year when you're ready to come take some more tests and then they have to go home tell their husband that their labs are normal and yet they're like i'm i'm not the same woman that he married i want to be that mom that can have the energy to take my kids to the park but i'm barely able to feed them cereal for dinner And then she starts thinking it's all in my head. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm depressed. I need an antidepressant. Like something's wrong with me. What, what is it? Why, you know, so common. So I, yes, I got suspended in medical school because I realized that one of the first steps that goes wrong is the time when we're only allotted five or 10 minutes to talk to a patient. There is no way we're going to get to that root cause. And then the intake form, if you go to a regular doctor's office, the intake form is like check boxes, check boxes. It's like half a page long, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My intake form at that moment turned into 25 pages long. Wow. And I gave it to her, which apparently they didn't want me to do (laughs) because that's why I got suspended. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, I need to know how, what her journey is, how did she end up here to this moment? What's been happening the last five years, what happened 15 years ago, kind of kind of thing. And this little dinky half sheet of paper ain't going to give me jack crap. So 
They didn't like my 25 page intake form. And the funny thing is every time I've used that since once I graduated and got into doing my own thing, um, patients love it. They're like, finally, somebody's asking me questions and wanting to know my story and to listen because mm. their stories are what lead them to how they are today sitting in your office or nowadays it's over zoom consults. I was on zoom consults before it was cool to be on zoom consults. Um, but that was the moment where I knew I had to do something different. Mm -hmm. And by the time I got done with school, I don't know who was happier me to be off campus and be done or them to have me off campus. I'm not sure which. (laughs) So you really took a stand for really being there for the individual who is suffering from some kind of stress or ailment or that. And, and, you know, it's interesting with doctors that you said that we came from London, Ontario, and I found a doctor there uh, younger, um, but open and flexible. And, you know, with her, it was like you said, this doctor though would sit and listen, and you knew you weren't going to be rushed out. There was, you could just say what you wanted to say. I was very open with her and I trusted her and I'm looking for that kind of doctor here in Nova Scotia, but doctors are hard to come by. Why do you think that's, you know, really, what what do you think's behind that? Like people tell us here, oh, it's very hard to get a doctor. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I want to buy into that belief. I've started looking, but do you think it's because there's not enough doctors trained? There's not enough, you know, a lot of specialists or people that do what you do? There's, it's twofold. One, medical schools are failing us. Mm. We all go into the profession wanting to help people help them get feeling better. Mm-hmm. Is there money in it? Yeah, there is. There's money in every profession, really. There, So we go into medical school thinking that that's going to provide us with the tools we need to help people out. What we don't realize is everything I do, I've learned outside of school, post-graduating, or extra stuff, extra certifications, and extra seminars, and Things, I mean, I, I know my science and I know my physiology and I know my biochemistry and, and my anatomy from school. But as far as a treatment standpoint, I literally had to throw everything I learned from school out the window. Even my bachelor's degree is nutrition. I was told, I was taught food pyramid, food guide. Um, dairy has a great source of calcium, so you should drink it. All of that's gone out the window. Mm-hmm. And now it's Dairy is an inflammatory food and how many people should really be eating bread, even though it was the bottom of the food pyramid. Um, So our training itself is what's killing the world. And so for someone to be able to break free from that training and from those modalities, it's very difficult. You spent half a million dollars on getting that education to break free from it and to start your own practice is a risk. But what I've seen in the last year, especially with this COVID crap going on, you have medical professionals are having to make a choice as well as the lay individual. They're having to choose, am I staying in this systemized industry Or am I going to break free and treat patients the way that they need to be treated? But that's breaking free of insurance and that's breaking free of a safety nine to five job. Mm. And with those Mm. medical student loans, 
lot of people are not in the scenario to do that. So we have the failures of the medical school systems. We have the insurance world that's failing us because heaven forbid pharmaceuticals are making money. So that's the only thing um, that patients that doctors are allowed to utilize. And that's the only thing that they're taught. Um, we'll get into that in a minute. So what my mastermind does, and I, I teach practitioners of all backgrounds, I have a handful of people in my mastermind who have Western medicine degrees like um, nurse practitioners and MDs and DOs. They are literally making a choice where I'm going to get, I'm going to lose my job because I'm unwilling to get a vaccine. So because I'm unwilling to get this vaccine, I've got to create another avenue for me. And so we are, I'm literally helping them build their functional medicine virtual practice. So now they have the freedom of the time. They have the freedom of being able to treat patients the way they need to be treated, but they had to take that risk and take that leap of faith to leave that comfy. Even the nurse practitioner told me, she's like, Am I going to be able to make $120,000 a year? That's what I make right now. And I told her, well, see, you know, my membership site makes me 18,000 a month right now. Oh, okay. I, this is totally doable. So realizing that not only can they help more people, but now they can help people in the right way because they're not tied down to anything. And the third aspect of that is insurance. If you're going to plan on insurance paying for your healthcare, you're going to stay sick. They want you to stay sick. And I have family who works for insurance agencies. We just, as if I just zip my lips. The insurance agencies want you to stay sick. They, they will pay for your prescriptions. That's what they will pay for. They will pay for a copay, the, you know, specific visits. But if you're going to go through the insurance route, just plan on you are managing your illnesses. You are not overcoming your illnesses. And there is a big difference. Hmm. So, so Kelly, tell me, you know, what are the, some of the major ailments and challenges that you see people facing today? Like, is it depression? Is it, you know, it's a brain function. What is the, the, the biggest thing that you see? The biggest one is chronic fatigue. Hmm. And it's the, it's the mom, the grandma who has been told they have, they have depression, so they try the antidepressant. But the biggest component is it's the mom who's been told their labs are normal. Even their thyroid labs are normal. But deep down, they know something is wrong. So they're having to turn towards Google for answers or even podcasts for answers or social media for answers. They're having to look outside of the normal realm. And, and then when you start looking in the functional medicine world and the alternative world, there's a lot of dollar signs that can be flashed in front of you. So one of my biggest obstacles and hurdles I've, I've wanted to overcome is I don't want someone to have to second mortgage their house just to pay for my healthcare treatment. There are those avenues out there and there are those possibilities but if I can create a way where they're not having to turn to Google and they're not having to turn to social media, say, you know, their doctors in their back pocket, they can shoot me over an email inside my membership. I'm happy to answer it. They can jump inside my private pod, my private podcast. I'm happy to answer it. Um, so that's just reworking the way that the insurances, 
reworking the way functional medicine even is and alternative healthcare. And let's go from uh, stop managing and stop trying to create a label. For example, chronic fatigue syndrome. That's Which is a new label. one, right? That that was out there years ago. Like you know, yeah, it's it's an it's actual like, diagnosis now. Yes. We're trained to go after these diagnoses, thinking that the diagnosis is our answer. Is it? Chronic fatigue syndrome. What does that tell you? Oh, it tells me I'm tired. I already knew I was tired. Mm-hmm. It doesn't tell me anything about why. Fibromyalgia. Okay, I can't sleep. I have pain. And what's the third thing with fibromyalgia? Insomnia. Hmm. Insomnia, joint pain, fatigue. There we go. There's the three. Fibromyalgia. Does that does fibromyalgia in and of itself tell me anything that's causing my insomnia, causing my pain, causing my fatigue? No. It's just this umbrella that if they have the right symptoms that fit underneath this umbrella term, now we can give them a diagnosis and then a pill afterwards. Don't you feel my favorite are autoimmune diseases? Yes, but don't you feel there, Carly, that some people who maybe have, like we started saying that in your introduction, you know, from doctor to doctor, specialist to specialist, and, you know, they, they're telling you nothing's wrong, but they give you some kind of, like here, chronic fatigue or something, they get a label, which I don't like labels, but for some people, I think it's like, oh, it's not, I'm not, I'm not in my head. I'm not kind of mad, you know, there is something going on. And so, you know, the next step is, as you're saying now to find out, you know, all the rest of it you know, the, the lab tests and then the why, yeah, the, the why behind it, because, you know, I've known people like I'm a healer, you know, I've been doing Reiki and healing and intuitive work for well 25 years plus. <laughs> and, you know, I've seen some of my clients who have gone through stuff like this and they, they were like thankful that they got told they had something because they really thought they were going insane. Like what's happening. But you take it to a whole other level. Like you now go into that next level to, you know, look at how they can begin feeling energized, you know, rejuvenated, all about hormones. So let's just jump into some of that stuff, like hypoglycemia levels. And just so people can hear some things like this, because they might not know anything like this. And if you jump into that and what are happy hormones, I'd like you to share that. Yeah. As far as treatment goes, what, what I love about it is I don't even care if you have a diagnosis or you don't. Mm. Um, I want to know what do your labs tell you? And when we think about labs, we want them to be normal because if they're not normal, mm. now we have kidney disease, liver disease, heart disease, whatever disease they want to plaster next to our name and then give us a pill to manage symptoms. So let's use MS, for example, multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. That is a big time autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. I have a a patient, one patient in particular, who she got diagnosed with MS at 39 years old. And she probably had the symptoms of it for the last three or four years prior to that. I saw her three years post-diagnosis. And up until her diagnosis. And then when she saw me, she was going in for these trial injections. They really didn't even understand what the injection was, but there was, it was just a trial thing that was going to quote, manage her uh, symptoms and manage the MRI results, like the lesions on her spine. 
So it was all about managing, right? Here she is. She's 39 years old. She can't even function. Her, she has four teenagers. And she's local. So she's here in Utah where we have four seasons. And in the summertime, she can't even go outside because if it's over 72 degrees, her symptoms are flared. So she loses all of the summertime activities with her kids. Her, her biggest her concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her, her biggest lifestyle. concern. <laughs> it, it kills her your lifestyle. Yeah. You, ha- you have no life like yeah. that. And then they wonder why people who are still sitting in these scenarios go after the antidepressants and, and heaven forbid suicide rates are so high, especially in teenagers right now. That's crazy. So with her scenario, she, right before she'd come to me and, and I saw her and saw her labs and started working with her, she did a bike race with her husband. And one it was like the one thing that they loved and enjoyed and doing together was cycling. It was a 50 miles bike ride. And she remembers that she just remembers getting to the finish line and literally bawling at mm-hmm. the finish line because her body hurt so bad. She felt, this, these are her words. She said, I felt betrayed by my body. Mm. Here I am 39 years old. I shouldn't be like this. And if I'm only 39, what are the next 40 years ahead of me going to look like? Mm-hmm. So I said, yes, you have this diagnosis. You have MS. I could give, I don't give a crap about that MS diagnosis. What I want to know is why, why did your body start to attack your spine? And if we can figure that out, which I'll teach you inside your labs here, how to do this, then you're going to start feeling better. So literally no lie, four months into working with her, And it was just a few, a simple supplement regimen designed to take care of some of these underlying things that triggered her autoimmune disease. She emails me and says, I need to tell you, thank you, because I just got done with another 50 mile bike ride with my husband. I didn't even train for it this time. I feel amazing. I feel like I could run 50 mile bike rides all the time. And we're only like partway through my treatment plan. What am I going to be in six months when I have taken care of all of these things and my body is healthy again? She's like, I don't feel betrayed by it anymore. And my husband and I, we can do things together again. How cool is that? Oh, yeah. Well, tell us, Kylie, what were a couple of things that you started her with? Did you look at supplements? Were you... Here's the, here's what I always do with every patient. And this is where it comes to treatment, whether you have a diagnosis or you're not, I don't care. I pull their medical records or I get their labs. A lot of people already have their labs, whether it's a patient portal or they've just been sick and tired of being told that their labs are normal. So they've started to accumulate their labs and they have a binder full of their labs. The more labs, the merrier, because when you think about labs and think about markers, think about them as puzzle pieces. The more markers, the more labs you have taken, the more puzzle pieces you have to complete your puzzle and figure out how do I need to make the inside of my body healthy? And then when it's healthy, the MS symptoms go away. Now, did I cure her? Am I curing her MS? I have not a clue. The only way to really determine that is if she goes back and gets MRIs and the lesions are going away. And I don't think we either one of us plan on her doing that just because she doesn't need to. She's feeling fine. 
And as long as her blood work says that she's great, she's great. So I take the blood work and I say, okay, within the CBC, which is our standard blood work, complete blood cell count is what it's known as. I'm going to determine what triggered that autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. That's the first step. And as I got through her blood work, I found one thing specifically. She had a low-grade infection. Mm. And I see this a lot. In fact, it's 90% of people's labs I can find this in. But remember, these are normal labs. We're not looking at them in the same way as your doctor is. They're normal labs. These are just not in ideal lab ranges. So if we think about the thyroid, for example, the TSH marker, that is like the most commonly understood marker as thyroid marker. On any given lab range, it's between 0.5 and 5.5. That's your typical TSH normal range. Now, that would be saying, for those of us here in the States, that's like trying to find your favorite restaurant somewhere between California and New York. Good luck. Well, that's like trying to find your favorite restaurant somewhere between Russia and Spain. Good luck. I think it's not going to happen very often. But if we can take that lab range and we can condense it, and if we can say, okay, now if my TSH is going to be between 1.8 and 3, now I have more energy. Now my brain is becoming more clear. Now my hair's growing back. Now I can lose the weight within the smaller range. So that's my lens of looking at these labs. I'm going to take the normal range. I'm going to condense it into the ideal range for any given marker. And then if it falls outside of that range, it's going to mean a couple certain things, depending on the marker on what is inside my body or the patient's body. And all I have to do is fix those things and resolve it. And they feel better. So with her, it was this one specific marker that told me, parasites. In fact, the CBC is the lab test worth the price of gold because you can determine if you are finding an underlying infection. And these underlying infections are the biggest cause of chronic fatigue, Mm. are the biggest cause of anxiety and depression, are the biggest cause of autoimmune diseases. In fact, research says that 95% of Hashimoto's is triggered by a low-grade virus that attacks your thyroid. Type 1 diabetes. 95% of type 1 diabetes is triggered by a low-grade virus that attacks your pancreas. But how do you find these low-grade viruses, these infections, before they are able to do their damage? Mm-hmm. And that's where we take the normal lab range and we make it smaller. So the very top marker of that CBC is called the white blood cell count. Now I've seen labs from all over the world. So this is pretty standard worldwide. They may vary depending on the lab. Write this down. That ideal range for the white blood cell count is between five and eight. 
So if you're looking at your white blood cell count, WBC, and it is less than five or greater than eight, your body is fighting a low-grade infection. And until you relieve that low-grade infection, nothing is going to work. Treatment-wise, anything. Because these infections attack our body wherever they feel like it. Mm-hmm. So if you're think about it, if you're fighting this low-grade infection, your immune system's constantly fighting, 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 fighting. Eventually it's going to say, you know what? Screw it. I'm tired. I give up. And you might feel depressed. Or that this infection is underlying and causing strain on your nervous system and It's just constantly there. Your body's constantly fighting it. So it doesn't take much to send you into an anxiety attack. Are you following me? Oh, yeah. No, I'm listening. And I'm thinking of individuals as as you're talking. So, you know. I know, right? Yeah. These infections and people will always say, well, it's my thyroid. My thyroid has a problem. Is it? Or is your thyroid just being attacked by all these underlying issues? Isn't isn't it my understanding of like like I love to travel. I haven't traveled now with my husband with you know COVID, but we we have a passion for travel and cultures and people. Don't they say, and this is just my question, that most of us, especially if you travel a lot and you're eating different foods and you're staying at different places, that we we all have some kind of parasite in our body. Is that correct or is that is that a false truth? It depends on who you're going to be educated by. Mm. There are specific experts in the industry who say, if you have a pulse, you have parasites. Mm. It's just a matter of, are they influencing your health in a negative way or not? And just like your, your first thought was, well, I've traveled the world. I've been to all different countries, eaten all sorts of different foods. That's your most common avenue of getting parasites. And when we think about parasites, you might think about um, a specific strain causing major, major gut issues like constant diarrhea. Um, if you're at that point, then yeah, your lab test is going to come back positive. But if you're not at that point and it's just low grade, I mean, maybe your parasites, the more I learn about them, the more these things can be so fascinating because mm-hmm. they are very good at keeping themselves alive. Yes, yes. And they don't just sit in your gut. So a lot of times people will say, well, I had a stool sample and my, and it came back negative for parasites. There's no way I have parasites. That test was negative. Mm-hmm. You might as well flip a coin. That's how accurate that test is. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to parasites, yes, there are different people on the spectrum. I personally think, and from my own experience and knowledge, yes, we all have parasites. No not very many of them are actually affecting our health in a negative way, but that's based off of the numbers I see in the labs. Yes. Well, I know that again, um, we've, well, my husband and I spoke on cruises for over five years, but we also traveled on cruises just for travel fun. And the last two we went on were international cruises. All the other ones never got sick. The last two um, got very sick when we came off the, the ship. Um, the very last one we came off in Ireland and we went to a beautiful hotel and within, I knew it that morning um, as we're disembarking yeah. 
it hit me as soon as we hit the hotel and I was out for a week. Like I could not do anything for about five days, like to even go and get like a breakfast. Um, so I knew it was that virus that you can get on cruise ships. And, you know, that really scares you like later, like the whole thing about, you know, buffets or, you know, <laughs> touching handles. And it, uh-huh. it was, it was horrible. And my, my husband didn't get it till we came home. So it didn't hit him for later, but we, we started questioning why, you know, this has only happened on international cruises and yeah, not, not, not a pleasant thing. That's yeah. For sure. When you're, when you're at that point and you're going to get a lab test for parasites or even if it's E. coli or Campylobacter mm-hmm. or any of those ugly infections, um, that's definitely going to come back positive. But if it's somebody who is just constantly or chronically constipated, say they're having to take magnesium before bed and uh-huh. have a bowel movement the next day. Yes. That's more of this low grade stuff where you have too many bad bacteria in your gut that are pretty creating this specific gas that's leading to constipation, or it's creating a specific gas that leads to IBS and diarrhea mm-hmm. where it's, you have a bowel movement three or four times a day and that's just normal for you. Or you're a mom, I've heard this numerous times, where they know every single rest stop from their house to their work. So when that urgency hits, they can jump off the freeway really quick and be where they need to be in a jiffy. Mm -hmm. So these are these low-grade infections that are just, we don't have answers for because their test doesn't come back, quote, positive. But if you're interested and you're thinking, I want to know if parasites are infecting my body and affecting the way I feel, here's how you don't. Once you look at that white blood cell count marker, you're going to skip like the next seven or eight markers. And you're going to get to this portion of your lab test that's called the differential. Mm. Now, if you just have a CBC, you're not going to have these pieces of your puzzle. You need a CBC with differential. And all that means is you have a couple different markers that we're going to talk about because those markers are going to identify what type of infection you're fighting. Is it bacterial? Is it viral? Is it parasitic? Is it a fungal? Is it a combination of of infections? And chances are it's a combination, but here's how you know parasites. The marker you're going to see is called eosinophils. E-O-S I-N-O-P-H-I-L-S, eosinophils. There's going to be a couple, there's going to be two variants of that marker. You want to pay attention to the percentage marker. So the eosinophil percentage, if that is greater than 3%, the number three, your body's fighting parasites. They are impacting your health in a negative way. Mm -hmm. Where those parasites are in your body, I don't know. And it really depends on the individual and how their health is. So per se, maybe someone who has type 1 diabetes, parasites are hanging out in their pancreas. I mean, I've I've had conversations with individuals who that could be the case. Will we ever know? No. But that can happen. These parasites, they are very good at surviving in any tissue in the body, Mm -hmm. not just our GI tract. So the stool sample is not going to cut it. So eosinophils, that's the marker from your regular blood work. 
but I guarantee you had normal labs. Thank heavens you had normal labs, but yet they're not ideal. So EL sign up is greater than 3%. There's also another one for parasites. And it's the marker that's right underneath the eosinophils. It's known as the basophils, B-A-S-O-P-H-I-L-S. This basophil marker, if it is greater than 1%, we're going to be dealing with some parasites that we've got to take care of in order for you to get healthy. And that was the case with my patient who had MS. Her eosinophils, if I remember, they were somewhere between 7 and 8%. And when I'd seen her, which is the, the case most often, she'd eliminated all the foods. You know, she was eating the cleanest diet, done all the food sensitivity tests. So, so she ruled out she's hardly eating anything as far as variety is concerned because she's scared to eat gluten or broccoli because that came back on her food sensitivity test. So. I know that the food culprits, the food allergies that are also associated with that marker, that's not even a possibility because she's done all that work. So we're going to get out the parasites and that's what we did. So then she goes back and she race, she runs bikes, look, sorry. She cycles the 50 miles and she's like feeling like a million bucks. But not only did we get taken take the care of the parasites, we had to jack up her vitamin D. Mm. Vitamin D, in my opinion, is the easiest thing that we can do to feel better. We're not taking enough of it. Well, We've that's been like being in our the, whole lives. Probably that's like, like getting out in the sun too, right? Well, I'm going to, I'm just getting into that because <laughs> we've been told our whole lives that mm-hmm. we get out to the sun and we make vitamin D. That's how science happens. Well, I've talked to people who live in Florida, who live in the Caribbean, who live in Australia, and they're out in the sun all the time. And yet their vitamin D is in the tank. Hmm. And I have a couple ideas for this. The first idea is one genetic variances. Our genes are mutating and therefore we're not very good at taking the sun's rays and converting them into vitamin D anymore. That's my first idea. The second idea is think of how much junk the sun's rays have to go through to get to our bodies. So is it really natural sunlight anymore, especially, you know, we're coming out of fire season over here in the States where the Western States for the last month and a half, you look up and there is smoke from fires in the sky to the point where I'm 20 miles away from the Rocky Mountains, these ginormous mountains that we should easily see. We can't even see them. We can't even see the outline of the mountains because of the smoke. And this is the summertime where we should be getting our vitamin D. So how do you much vitamin D should you be taking? Well, let's base it upon your labs. The normal lab range between vitamin for vitamin D is between 32 and 100. And if you're like, I just want to feel better generally, I'm not really diagnosed with anything or I'm not fighting anything in specific. Or if you're like, I fight seasonal depression really bad. I'm fighting an autoimmune disease. Like this is the first place to start. Just get more vitamin D. If your lab marker is less than 50, 
yes, that's above the normal range. Because I can guarantee if you're in the 30s, but you're still normal, you ain't going to feel good. Even in the 40s, you're still not feeling good. So I like to see vitamin D around 80. Thank you. How do people, you know, pick the right supplements and the right minerals and all when there's so many products out there and they, you know, you're told some of them work, some of them don't. Like I, you know, I've been trained in kinesiology and many, many different areas. So I test it that way. Like my husband and I, we, we test what we're taking in because. Yeah. And you know, when you say kinesiology is just for the listeners, that's muscle testing. Yes. Yes. And, you yeah. know, and it's like when you talk about gut health, I just want to touch on this briefly, but then get back to supplements is that, you know, my, my husband was really into, you know, the wheat belly book and the wheat belly cookbook and, you know, telling uh-huh. our family, you know, be good for us all to do this. And I said, I don't think so. I think each person has an individual body and, you know, maybe somebody drinks four coffees a day, maybe somebody drinks one and that's all they can handle. Like, I think uniquely we are unique beings with, you know, unique metabolisms and everything like that. Um, so back to here, you know, the wheat belly thing, you know, I, I, I have bread. I think recently they've even said whole wheat bread. They used to say that's healthy. And, you know, we grew up in, white bread and then somebody's puts out another one no white bread's better and i just take what feels right for me and 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 i know foods if they don't sit with me and that just you know i have a reaction right away if if it doesn't mm-hmm. fit so no i think it's very unique to each person and that so that wheat belly i think it probably helped a lot of people but there's people i don't think that's you know when you test it maybe wheat's okay for you i'm not talking in huge amounts but you know i think it's a unique thing with yeah you. i eat wheat yeah i I'm the first to say that going gluten-free is not in my lifetime. It's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. I love my, I love my bread and my rolls. Do I eat them often? No, Mm -hmm. I eat them uh, maybe once or twice a month, but I'm not going to abstain from them forever. Now, if you're celiac disease, yes, you need to abstain from them forever. But the issue we've gotten so out of control with, with the functional medicine world specifically is that, People are obsessing over these cleanliness diets Mm. that's literally now received a term like anorexia and bulimia. It is called orthorexia, where they are so particular about what they put in their mouth that it actually affects like their social events and their social habits and their ability to work and to even just function in life because they're so obsessed with having the cleanliest foods and eating the specific things and whatever they want to call it, organic, raw, vegan, whatever it is, it's all fits in the same boat. But have we gone too far with it Mm. in the functional medicine world? Yes, we have. Mm. When people get into my world and they ask me, I get this question after every single time we go through a lapse. Okay. What do you want me to eat? I want you to eat food. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't want me on a specific diet. Has a diet worked for you in the past? What diet haven't you tried? I've tried them all and no, none of them ever worked. Well, I want you to eat food, eat real whole food that doesn't have a label. That's just good, healthy food for us and eat a lot. Most people don't eat enough. They're like, well, I'm eating 1500 calories. Well, no wonders why you have to grab a coffee at at three o'clock in the morning because you're not even eating enough to feed your body what it needs to do to just sit there on your butt all day and and work your heart and work your lungs and feed the cells. And yeah, 
That's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that you could have some rants. Um, you, you talk about coconut oil being a superfood. Now, for I want you to tell us in a minute why you think that. But I, I also know for me, Kylie, that I love coconut, the smell of coconut. So I used to have it on suntan. But I, I like it. Um, I like cooking with the, I like it on my skin. But I, I can't. I can't cook with it like in a, in a pot or a fry pan. I have a reaction to it that way. And I, I, I think maybe they're, I don't know. I don't know what the thing is for that, but. No, you're right. Because here's the thing with food sensitivity tests. This is why I hate these things. <laughs> and I hate eliminating foods because of these things. The way that they use a food sensitivity test. It's all about the raw food by itself. So. Mm. Your coconut oil is a perfect example. You can ha- tolerate it raw or, you know, straight drinking coconut water. Mm-hmm. But if you cook it, now the proteins of the coconut oil have changed. Mm-hmm. And that is not detected in the food sensitivity test. So your body can't handle those new structured proteins, mm-hmm. even though it can handle it when it's raw. Mm-hmm. So Another side note, don't be wasting your time on food sensitivity testing. Use your own body and listen to it. And then what I like to tell people is eliminating those foods. That's a great place to start. But do you want to eliminate those foods for the rest of your life? Probably not. So if you can go in and get your labs and then look at what needs to be done inside your gut and heal it. Now, when you go back to eat the coconut oil that's cooked, you won't have that reaction in most scenarios. Now, it's interesting with that. Thank you. Because, okay, avocado wasn't a food that I even knew growing up. You know, it wasn't even thing. I didn't even know it existed. And, Uh you know, and now I love avocado and avocado, everything. But you see, avocado oil, that's what I cook with. And I have no problem with that one. You know, so... That there's a, a difference with two. Let's jump that's, back. A, that's a great oil. I love that oil too. I love that oil. Let's go back to the supplements, minerals, you know, um, and enzymes for our body. So when you're buying these supplements, that, now you probably have names and things that you really uh, refer to for your clients and people that you talk to. How, like, and when we just talked about, you know, the kinesiology testing that I do, but how does the general public really look at the shelves and go, Wow, which one's good for me? Well, one avoid this is my thing. Avoid your standard Walmart, Costco, Amazon, even. Um, be very careful about where you're buying them because there's a reason why they're sitting on that shelf and there's a reason why they're at that price. Mm. You will get what you pay for. And then What I recommend are supplements that are required to have a license to distribute them. And that might mean even your MLMs Um, over here, doTERRA oils is huge. Young living oils are huge. Mm -hmm. Young living. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I don't recommend them, Mm -hmm. but I know many people swear by them and use them for a variety of things. Mm -hmm. I like to use stuff that requires my license to get to, because I know that not only from my experience with treatment and patients, I know what I'm getting. In fact, the supplement company I use, they are actually about 10 miles down the road. 
for me, which I didn't even know growing up that they even existed. They go through an exact, a, a very strict process before the ingredient can even be put inside the capsule. Mm-hmm. The process is so exact that the herb, whatever the ingredient is coming from, has to fit the exact DNA strand testing they go through. Mm. So even if like one letter in that DNA strand is off, that shipment goes out the door and then you get new supply of those ingredients. So when it comes to the supplement industry, it is a billion dollar industry for a reason. Mm -hmm. And they are no different than the pharmaceutical industry. They want you on their stuff forever. That's money in their pockets. My philosophy is let's use the right stuff based off of whatever your labs tell me you need to do that fixes the underlying stressors in your body, like the infections. When we get rid of the underlying stressors, now we can heal. So when you go to use the thyroid treatment, now your thyroid can heal. So when we get rid of all those underlying factors, use the right stuff to do it, then you allow your body to heal. You don't need to use XYZ supplements to survive. So there's a difference of using supplements to survive and using supplements to be and maintain health and wellness. They don't, they don't replace our diet or our lifestyle. In fact, one of the questions I had in one of my practitioner groups the other day, oh, I didn't have it. Somebody else had it, but they said, Hey, can I take Tudka, which is a liver supplement while on alcohol? A liver support supplement and the detox is not going to replace the strain the alcohol is putting on your liver and your detox organs. So just be careful about how you're using supplements, where they're coming from, and you will pay for what you get. And then use the stuff to heal, not survive. Yeah, you want to thrive in your life. Yeah. Yeah, optimum health and well-being, which is, that's what we're talking about today, the puzzle pieces to to greater health and well-being. Now, you, you have a goal. You know, if that I, I saw this as I did research on you to have all within our reach to fulfill our divine potential, which I love those lines, by experiencing the future of medicine today, I would like to know what is your vision on where you would like to see the whole health industry going? This, <laughs> question. Asked this question. I've never been asked this question before, but I'm in the process of doing it right now. Mm-hmm. I lead a mastermind group. Like I said, it's full of practitioners, health coaches, the works. And what led me into this group was my own podcast, where I start to dive into these labs in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's caught the attention of medical physicians of all backgrounds. So what I would love to see is, you know, normal labs, they're not, <coughs> sorry, that's okay. Normal labs, they're not good enough anymore. Mm. I want to see labs read the right way. I want to see us move from, it's not all about food and what we put in our mouth. It's even more about the air we're breathing and take these concepts that we've been so used to this root cause scenario and think, I don't even care what's causing my symptoms. I just want to be healthy. And when the inside of my body is healthy, the symptoms will go away. So it's a completely different philosophy scenario. And I'm 
been Lakin enough to lead this army of practitioners to start thinking and moving out of the root cause philosophy, out of the food elimination diet philosophy, out of the Western medicine, I need to take a pill to survive philosophy and get into this idea of we, every single person has these labs and they don't cost much. Functional Mm -hmm. medicine labs can cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Our insurance will most likely pay for them. So it's financially friendly. And then the results that patients and practitioners are seeing based off of the, the way that these normal labs are read, it's transformational. So you're bypassing a lot of these, this guesswork where individuals say that I just feel like this person was throwing darts at the dartboard. And if I said that I thought it was my thyroid, they would say, oh yeah, it could be my thyroid. And give me some thyroid supplement to try to fix that issue. Whereas now, I mean, numbers don't lie. And if I have a skeptical husband and I say, look, here's your wife's numbers. And here's based off of her numbers, the plan we're going to do to not only change her numbers, but change her life and therefore change your and your kids' lives because mom feels better. They're in. I don't have to convince anybody of anything. No, it's it's really. So I'm leading the way. I'm leading the army of taking this future and making it now. Yeah, and I believe that you know everyone has a right to to healthcare, and and you know not things aren't just for the the rich and the wealthy. It's for everyone. You know, I I believe. Well, this whole show is about you know, raising the consciousness and the vibration of each other and the planet for healing humanity and planet earth. And that's my bigger vision with everything I do and the people I interview like yourself to bring all this knowledge forward to not only inspire people, but empower them to create and live their best life. Or as we said, the puzzle pieces to greater health and well-being. Kylie, please share with us. Thank you so much. You have so much to share. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to have you back. Because I think I, I think this is pretty important. All this it's not, I think it's it is important for for people yeah, to, to pretty to, cool stuff. Yeah, to learn and have more knowledge and have somewhere to listen to. And you know, that's part of building this platform. Um, again, for people to live their best life on their terms. Kylie, I'd like you to share. You created a special link and a special gift for our listeners today, which we talked earlier is so important to me because I treasure them. Um, I honor them and for, you know, taking the time to listen. And also I want them to have a gift so they can dive into it today or whenever they listen to this podcast, you know, and the links to this gift and how they can reach you. I I list below in the show notes. So you don't have to give any um, uh, links, but just to share with them what that gift is and maybe the benefits they'll get from it. Yeah. So that gift is a 60 minute thyroid workshop. If you've been told your thyroid labs are normal, you're going to want in on this workshop because I will walk you through the normal ranges, the ideal ranges. And then if you fall outside of those ideal ranges, what does that mean? It's 60 minutes. It's an incredible workshop that a lot of people have transformed their lives off just by listening to that workshop because now they know what to do um, based off of their numbers in their own labs. So you can go in and get that at, do you want me to give them the link right now or not? 
No, no, it'll be below because some people are listening to this in a car and that I don't want them to okay. start writing, but it'll be below. In the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, a, it's called my 60 minute. Why are my, why are my thyroid labs normal yet? I feel like crap workshop. I have this right in front of me. Yeah. This wow. for listeners. Yeah. I printed off your stuff and I haven't gone through the whole thing yet, but I started and uh, it's, uh, it's really nice. Thank you for that gift. And Carly, thank you so much for today sharing from your heart and soul your wisdom on how to discover the puzzle pieces to greater health and well-being. Namaste. Cool. Are we done recording? We are. I'm just going over here. There we go. Now I can take the video. It came through really good. There we are. It should be back. Oh, you're back. <laughs> That was a lot of fun. It was very, um, very interesting. And uh, I learned a lot, which um, I love. And they're all yeah, going to listen to I love doing podcasting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're surely passionate about your vision and your leadership. And that comes through very strong. And you're a strong personality, which which you can hear that. Like, I consider, <laughs> yeah, I consider myself a leader also. And right now I'm, I'm looking at still doing my podcast, like you said. I love meeting people like yourself. It builds the community. You know, I ask my guests now to, you know, like, subscribe, share this show. So they're aboard. And then we just keep building that snowball effect and we all reach people and, and you know, have an effect for people in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that My podcast has brought me ample of opportunities I never would have imagined. Yes. Yes. And one of them is the mastermind where I've got Western medicine docs reaching out to me every week. Like, how do I learn to yeah. do what you're doing? Yes, it's pretty cool. Yes, yes. And I'm writing a book, but I'm going to get back to writing the book. And again, um, the people on the pontoon, which is sitting right there, <laughs> said to me yesterday, do you think now that you're down east that that's going to also affect not only the podcast, but your writing? And I said, Thank yeah, you. yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good way. It's affecting it in a good way. Yes, yes. And was that timing or that just went on now? Yeah, I just got a phone call from the ah! office. To say, so. ah! That's funny. All perfect. We've tried. We've tried to send like the office phone and the fax and the everything to my assistant's house. Yes. Um, but where she's located, they can't get internet to her house. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you need to move. And when you move, <laughs> you need to make sure we can get internet to your house. They have like some different weird type of internet right now, but from what I use. Well, this, this came out yeah. really good. Like once I moved the little box, then it's good. So, and the internet goes to our, our loft too. So that's really cool. So I think I already sent you your social media, but I can resend if you don't have it. That's for you. Ah, actually. So I'm going to send it to you. Yeah, yeah, send that over and I'll share away. <laughs> that's great. And that'll be Monday at three Atlantic time, which is, what's that? What time is it for you right now there? It's noon. It's noon. So we're three hours different. So um, you can do the show anytime you want, but I usually ask on the day. could be before, after. Um, it's all about reaching people with your message. And I really had fun with this. It was really interesting. And I do look forward to having you back if you'd like to come back in the new year. Sure. Okay. I'm launching my book in March. Are you? So Which, what's your book called? What Your Labs Normal, What Your Normal Labs Really Tell You. Oh, very good. You have time to do that. Yeah. Mine's, yeah. mine's about uh, the universe is calling you 
and uh, sacred inner journey to your heart, your soul, and your wisdom. So it connects in with the show and the branding, but I'm trained in that area for many, many, many years, the whole. Yeah. And the more I learn about the mindset, the energy work too, yep. emotion stuff, like when people work with me one-on-one, they work with a mindset coach, an emotion release coach, a health coach, and me. So yeah. they get it all because I, I can't, I can change the physical, but until we change what's going on in here and release the childhood emotions. Yeah. yeah. So I'm about mindset and also your beliefs, your core beliefs. So I was trained in that uh, about 25 years ago, conscious core transformation. And I have a whole course on it. I have so many courses, but it's like, what do I want to do with them? Um, I'm in relationship. I'm trained in relationship. Um, and I have a great relationship. I, my husband's the love of my life. We're coming up to 30 years married. We're just talking today what we want to do. It's impressive. Yeah. yeah. I'm at six and a half. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Two little ones. That's My wonderful. parents, I think, are, let's see, I'm 32 years old. So they'll be 30, 33 years. Ah. Tomorrow, actually, is their October 8th. Is their 33-year anniversary. So birthday for your mom, then anniversary. Big celebration. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Very good. Now, pretty good. Like people that come here with, um, my mom's with us. She's, she, now that's interesting. She, I was going to bring it up, but it just didn't come this time. But she has peripheral neuropathy, which I think is tied into MS. And when that started, she just started deteriorating. So she's, we've been looking after her now for about 12 and a half years. And she lives in the lower suite. So we're just waiting to get the chair lift in so she can make it upstairs. Um, uh-huh. And she's not in the lower suite, but we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> All right. Okay. You take care. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Namaste. You too. Thanks. Okay. See ya. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Heart Soul Wisdom Podcast with Moira Sutton. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please join our community at moirasutton.com and continue the discussion on our Facebook page, Create the Life You Love. You will be part of a global movement, connecting with other heart-centered people who are consciously creating the life they love on their own terms. Together, we can raise our consciousness for the greater good of humanity and for our planet.